Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome back to another episode here on Life with Lou. We're here to talk about all things mindset, fitness, mental health, skydiving, personal growth, chasing your dream reality and learning how to step outside your comfort zone. Some raw and honest real chats with myself, like-minded human beings and good friends. Providing good vibes so come along this journey with me and let's see where we end up. But uh, yeah, hello guys and welcome back. We're here for another episode and we have Claudia Stewart as a guest on today's potty. Hello. And Claudia is a good friend, uh, a yogi, a beautiful yogi, boxing, PT and just a good human being. So before we get started, we are just going to do three things of gratitude before we delve into today's potty. So Claudia, what are three things you're grateful for today? Oh, the three things I'm grateful for is waking up in the sun shining. That's a positive. The second is, um, oh, our deep chats. Oh, yesterday. Yep. Yeah, I mean, um, me and Lucy just realized, released some of our really bad habits. Or we, that we've told no one, we told each other, and now we're going to work through them. Work through them together. So that's pretty epic, having a friend like that. Too. Yeah. You can do that too. 100%. And I'm thankful for, like, happy music, mm. lifting my mood <laughs> all yeah. the time. Yeah, I played all that this morning, eh? Yeah, so good. And What three, about you? Three things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for ocean swims. Mm. They're just so nice and, like, yeah, refreshing. Um, I'm grateful for last night as well. Our chats, like, came to a lot of realisations of stuff that just isn't serving me anymore. Mm-hmm. And that it's time to, like, move on from those. Um, and I'm grateful for just, like, learning to become in the present moment. So, like, turning all my technology and phone off and just, like, having an hour to myself. Definitely need to start doing that daily. Yeah, sure. I don't think I've done that in, like, four so oh. long. That's why I love going into a yoga studio because, like, you just don't have your phone. Yeah, it was You're actually, like, magic, hey? Yeah. Like, that needs to be daily. Yeah. Should try it. Just like for an hour. An hour. You're like, fuck what I do. That's a but like, time. But yeah, an hour. Oh, it's an hour of your day. Yeah. It's nothing. Like just disconnect for an hour and just be present. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so for those of you who don't know who you are, Claudia, can you just mm-hmm. tell us a little bit like about you and your story? Okay. And what you're up to today, <laughs> yeah, what, what you're currently to... doing, what's your daily? Yeah. So, um, I'm Claudia <laughs> and I am... Uh, I teach yoga and I am a boxing instructor, as Lucy said. Um, I'm really interested in mental health for teenage girls and, well, mental health, movement for mental health in general, but really passionate about um, movement for teenage girls or young women, really, is my passion because I feel like I can relate to them in quite a big way um, with my past. And I feel like there's a big... Uh, problem at the moment for young teenagers and a big yeah a big 
mental health problem. So yeah, that's my passion. So at the moment I'm trying to um, launch programs for them. And yeah, I just really am inspired to help people. Yeah, that's so cool. You've got some very, very exciting stuff in the works. Yeah. Which I'm excited to ask about later on. Yeah, excited to share. But so I know that in your teenage years and early 20s, you had a lot going on with your mental health Mm. and struggled with some pretty like big Mm. and serious stuff. So let's just delve straight into that. (laughs) that. (laughs) Let's just (laughs) go like dive into that and your experience. And yeah, so just run us through that. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, as I was growing up, I, I think if you guys have listened to Lucy's first podcast, I feel like it's very similar. Like, I feel like a lot of teenage girls probably struggle with very similar stuff, like feeling really uncomfortable in your body and like, um, just not just being happy with who you are, not being happy. And like all through high school and like even primary school, I just wasn't happy or comfortable, um, in myself. Um, but you know, I didn't show that I was like quite a confident teenager and like, I was like, I had many friends and stuff. Um, and then it wasn't, I started feeling sick all the time and I was like, why am I feeling sick? And I thought I was allergic to eats of foods. And so I would stop eating and I'd reduce my food intake. And then I got really into exercise and, um, over exercising and like fell into like a deep, like trap of probably over exercising and eating really healthy and clean and got into, um, what's it? Low FODMAP diet and then vegan and got into all these diets and I thought that every food that I was eating was making me feel sick. So I just really stopped really eating much and then... Just got scared because you were scared it was going to make you feel sick. Yeah. And then like my... I started like losing weight and like people started telling me I looked good. You know, the classic. Oh, and then yeah. Yeah. Downward spiral. Yeah. And then I didn't even like mean to really fall into the traps. I mean, no one really means to fall into the traps. But then like end up like having a really getting... De- uh, getting in the monks and like in the gri- grips of anorexia which was horrible and like I didn't really um I didn't I was like no I'm fine like I didn't even realize that I had a problem until like I was going to the doctors and like Claudia you need to like eat or you need to like stop exercising like stop running and I was like no I don't like this is my life like I'm gonna be vegan like it's you know like I'm the happiest I've ever been but I was, like, coming home and crying to, like, mum because I was, like, so anxious or, like, I was crying because I just wasn't happy and um, I had no energy and, like, I – all my relationship – everyone around me was, like, so distant because, like, anorexia is such a – Just started taking you over you, eh? Yeah, it's, like, such an isolating Consumes illness. You. Yeah, so you, I was, like, literally all alone and I was so sad a lot of the time. Um, but I just thought, like, the – when I was starved and when I was, like – doing exercise and like I just got this euphoric feeling well anorexia got this euphoric feeling for like a glimpse second of happiness and it was worth it was worth all the struggle it was worth the amount that I would run till I was like you know my heart was like you know gonna give way and so I just kept going kept going until like eventually ended up in hospital and like then just like in and out of hospital for year like a few years and just like in and out of therapy and like still not realizing that I'm really embracing that I have a problem I was like I don't have a problem or like and ingri- like embracing I have a problem but not really wanting to get rid of it because I felt like it was part of my identity like I, I, I was like what's wrong with having this like it's fine it just but became you yeah yeah and so that was just yeah and like high school was pretty shit like year 13 was pretty bad and then 
it wasn't like for like first year uni i couldn't go to uni like pulled out of uni and and i went down to wellington i was like it's okay like once i go down to wellington everything will be fine <laughs> wellington eh? oh what something about place. wellington yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, toxic place there. toxic place and like and then i ended up in hospital there as well and like just stuff just oh in wellington worse. yeah oh, yeah because I was just like, because I was going to the doctor there and then like one day she was like, your heart like is going to, like, oh you're not probably not going to make it. So then she, the doctor Bad. took me to hospital, which, because I, I was like all alone. Like, yeah, all you didn't have your family and stuff down there. Yeah. And then I ended up coming back up to Auckland, didn't go back to Wellington, haven't <laughs> been back to Wellington since. So yeah, all my stuff was left in the halls and stuff. So that's but, some full on, full yeah, on stuff. That was pretty intense. So how old? were you when this all started or like stem from i think like it's hard to like put it it's not like a set yeah, yeah because like, you weren't aware at the start hey yeah when i was like yeah i wasn't aware and then like i feel like if i really look back like there were times when i was just like in my room i just hate my body and yeah, like yeah but that's like different like hating your body and like an eating like full-blown eating disorder where it's like proper like diagnosed is like you're about to die like so different you yeah know? um but um I think like I, it stemmed from a very probably like fourteen I'd say and then but like not until I was like maybe a bit older like sixteen where I fully do- dove into like restriction mode and like really strong. Yeah, well, that's so scene. young, hey. Yeah, so young. Yeah, and crazy. At what stage do you reckon you saw like a shift in your mental health or mental state where you realize like it's time, like it's time to get better, like it's time mm. to change, like yeah when do you reckon that moment was for you I definitely know like the exact moment I was like in the yeah I like know like I can I always look back at this because I was like in the hospital bed and it was like after I'd been pulled out of uni like I was in um Auckland and I was just yeah in the hospital and like I'd gone in now the hospital back from uni and like three times in like the space of a few months and I was like lying there and then the I heard the nurse say to mum and dad like she's probably like not gonna make it to like her 21st Holy if like she keeps going on oh, this way. Goosebumps. yeah it's like that's a th- like anorexia is very serious like people die from that illness and like you don't really realize it hearing those words would have been something yeah and like I was like numb I was like kind of unconscious because like when you're so starved you're like can't really think like it's all a blur, like all everything that I've done was so, such a blur. But um, and then I heard that and I was like, okay, fuck, Claudia, like it's your. You can either like continue doing this for your whole life and like maybe like just live like this, or maybe like potentially even die, or you can like just try and get better. And then I was like, that's when. And Mum and Dad said, Claudia, this is the last shot we're gonna give, like, to help you because, like, they'd given the years. You know, yeah, like, yeah, they're just like, given their life. Yeah, too. and like they just said, like, we can't keep doing this. Like, we can't keep being in hostel with you. We can't keep trying and like you not wanting to. And like, then I was like, fuck. Okay, no one can help me apart from myself. Yeah. And so, that's when I made like an oath to myself, like, okay, I'm actually gonna give recovery a go now. You know, and so like, it wasn't until I really put that down and I was like, okay let's go um and then I think the shift happened like that wasn't like I wasn't like yay like let's go recovery I love (laughs) my life you know like this is anorexia is gone I think it was more like after a while like I started you know refeeding like refeeding my brain like I just saw like food as like refeeding my brain rather than like my body as much and then I started to like 
I always like I use like the restriction of food to not feel any emotion so like by the end of it I hated how I looked I hated how thin I was I didn't want to look this way like but I just didn't want to eat because every time I ate I felt emotions yeah yeah and I was like I hate feeling emotions like I just didn't want to feel it like I didn't want to feel anything yeah like I had no tools and I was like I hate feeling anxious I hate feeling like depressed I want to just feel nothing apart from starvation and like I loved that like you know like I loved it yeah anorexia loved it separate anorexia and me I didn't love it anorexia anorexia loved it yeah and so then I started eating again I started like feeling and I started to like I think it was hard because when my grandpa died when I was in my the depths of my anorexia and I was at the funeral and I didn't even cry and I was like because I was just so numb like I was just like I don't feel anything yeah you just had heart yeah Yeah, fuck and it's just like and then I was like okay that's bad you know like (laughs) that is not normal that's like what I've like become cold-hearted like I never I was always so couldn't feel yeah yeah and then um so as I started eating I started feeling more had to deal with these emotions and like not gonna lie it's hard like bad emotions come up you know I feel I felt anxious I'd have panic attacks like I'd be screaming crying like be under the the table like I just needed like my brother's hug to like you know like hold me and like that was the only thing that made me feel safe in that time like it was like I felt like I was almost psychotic but I'm like you know and it's just like that's how much like anorexia was fighting back like Fuck. you know and I just wanted to like I wanted to like punch everyone who tried to like make me eat like the real like fighter in me was coming out you know and then um and then like one day I was like walking up um like from uni or something and I'd eaten and like I was feeling good and then I just like saw like a butterfly I think it was I don't know if it was a butterfly I think it was just like a leaf or like a flower and I looked at the the nature and I was like whoa like life is actually so beautiful and like it was the first time in so long that I'd actually like dove into like wow life is beautiful and it's beautiful to beautiful to feel things and like if I didn't like I was always so concerned with like how fast I was walking or how long I was walking or like if I was walking enough that I never like like tuned into the present moment and then in that moment when I like tuned in and like just like let go of like anorexia and like let go of like all like the strive to do a lot then I like look looked at that flower and I was like whoa if I want once you slow down and like kind yourself I was like yeah being in that present moment hey yeah and like that you had the ability to do that as well yeah it's like whoa I've never had that space because it just fogs your whole it fogs you, like, I mean, as we know. Yeah, like, it does. Fully. Take, just takes over your mind. So you yeah. can't even think of, like, anything in the present moment. You can't even think about how good life is. And there's, like, little glimpses of happiness and there's shit, you know. And then those little glimpses of happiness keeps getting better and better and bigger and bigger. And then it's just your life. Start <laughs> seeing it more and more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. That, that's, that's a full-on journey, yeah, full man. full power, man. That is full power. Like, yeah. whoa. That that's just touching on it. That yeah. is, yeah, and that's only like a glimpse of it as well. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So, what do you think helped you overcome that whole journey the most? Like, do you think that was your family and your mm-hmm. brother, or like what? Do, what do you think helped you the most? I think there's a few factors. Definitely, um, therapy helped. Like, I it took me a few times to find a good therapist, but as soon as I found. My therapist, and um, she was like, she really listened to me rather than listening to like anorexia yeah. or like, you know, she didn't, she didn't treat me like I was my illness. She listened to me and helped me through like 
the stuff in my mind and it was really hard on me. It was like, what do you, what the fuck? Like just eat, you know? And like, you know, like let's just set it how it was pretty much and just like talk to Claudia. Like would Claudia, like baby Claudia, look at like what would baby Claudia yeah. say right now to what you just said? I remember you said something about something your therapist said to you about just trying to get better. Oh yeah. What was that? Yeah, it's like um, she said to me, Claudia, you might as well just um, – what like are you happy now and I said no and then she said (laughs) she said well why don't you just try and just try get better and like just give it a give it a shot like take the leap of faith give it a shot like see what happens and if you don't like it once you're better like once you're in recovery and like you feel like better and like once you're recovered once you've got your period back once you're at your healthy weight if you don't like it you can go back to where you are and I was like oh okay so you know, true, like, yeah. yeah like literally giving me that option like why don't you just try like you're not happy where you are so you might as well just shift I mean like and if it's shit being better then go back to where you were go like, back, yeah I mean that's exactly what it is like for everything in life like why don't you just try and if like that's the bad thing like if you try do something else and you're like nah it doesn't work just go back you can always go back to what yeah. you're doing yeah exactly yeah so, well seeing yeah. it from that point of view and like that perception yeah so good I was like well take that leap of faith but yeah, mum and dad were also amazing as well. Family-based treatment. I feel like you can't get better without someone else. No. Nah. Yeah, you need to have that external help yeah. for sure. And so that all happened. And then I know you went to Bali and you did your yoga course. Oh, so yeah. tell us a little bit about that and what inspired you to go and do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just like tell us about that mm-hmm. little experience. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Like yoga. Because I remember you said something about like it was an, or like that course was like something for you to work towards. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because I like um, yoga actually helped me with my journey as well. Like I felt like when I practiced, I could was like instead of like like I was moving because I needed like a way to meditate and like come back to the present moment and get out of my mind without just sitting in meditation I felt like that was really hard for me to just sit in meditation because I was like anxious all the time so then I got into yoga and I started like finding like moving meditation and like just tuning into my body and my breath and like I just fell in love with the practice like primarily just for the like the way it made me feel like for my mental health and it was just amazing just flowing and just like really nourishing my body and like moving and just like one of my teachers helped me a lot and she like without knowing she would like do embodied flow and she would just be like move in a way that feels good for your body you know like nourish your body so it's almost like I was like massaging my body and massaging my mind at the same time and come out with like that yogi like high post yogi high is what we call it you know like you're just like whoa and it's just so good and then so I was like I just want to do a teach training. I want to dive into this practice. Like I want to know, I want to know the knowledge behind it. Like how is this making me feel so good? Like even knowing like the energy systems that were blocked and like knowing your body like really well and like all the ancient traditions. So I was like, I'm going to do a teach training. <laughs> and then, so I saw, found one in um, Bali and I was like, I'm going to go to this. And mom and dad were like, you can only go if you get better. And I was like, okay. So that was like a, yeah like benchmark goal really. something to work towards yeah it was so epic yeah, yeah wow that would have been really really good motivation and yeah yeah it's definitely something I want to look into doing 
Yeah. Even just like learn about me and yeah. just to like slow down. I feel like yoga teacher training is like not, it's like a self-development training. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm like yeah. wanting to do it at the moment. I'm like so Everyone into that. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. And what do you think the biggest learning you took from your yoga teaching course was? Oh, There's probably so many, but like yeah. one of, just one of them. One of them. I think I really tuned into like separating my mind and myself from my mind and like what comes up out in the middle here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, really tuned into separating my mind and my myself. And I mean, there are a few learnings. One of them was like being being impeccable with your words. So like I remember like it sticks with me like every thing you say and everything you do to someone has an impact like so yeah, yeah wow be really impeccable with your words you know like you can either leave a conversation feeling good or you leave a conversation feeling bad it's an energy exchange so, so make like, sure you're always leaving it yeah i mean good. like i yeah what impact do you want to make being really impeccable with your words and like i like that for me i always try to avoid silence with a lot of talking yeah like i'm like or like if someone says something to me i try and like you know like try and make it better but like you don't need to do that you know you just need to listen like you don't always need to speak just need an open ear yeah so that was a big learning for me it was hard as well and then another one was like um I really think that like just being like everything that everyone does is like not really a reflection of you and like sometimes they can put it on you but it's actually within them what's that saying we're saying at the moment a lot the one that, like... Everyone's living their own truth. Everyone's living their own truth and they're doing the best that they can in their yeah. current situation. And, like... So, like, giving, like, being, like, loving them, like, unconditionally. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, okay. Just being, like, aware, like, they're going through their own stuff, even though they're being, like, weird, like, that's just them. Like, yeah. they're and living their own truth. That, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. And then even, like, looking at them and, like, being, like, why is that triggering me? Like, why is what they're doing triggering me? Like, they shouldn't, you know? Yeah. It's like, what's that within me? It's There's something got you. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And what was what was the hardest part that you found in your yoga teacher course? Like, I'm sure there would have been, like, quite some f- a few big things that came up for you in this. Yeah. What, what do you reckon was the hardest part? Because was it, it was 200-hour teaching course, hey? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, it was just 200, this one. Just so 200. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a month of like intense training, like no break every day. You're yep. just like intensive, which is effort. Like I think it's the best way to do it. Just embrace yourself fully yeah. in it. So what I, do you reckon the hardest part was? The hardest part was like going there. I was like, yo, I'm so good. Like so happy. Like, yes, finally. Like I've, I've recovered. Like I'm, you know, I'm like feeling good. And the hardest part was like realizing that there was still like stuff that, you need I need to work on still had so much to work through yeah there was still a lot going on like you really dive deep into yourself and your self-limiting beliefs and everything that was like holding on that like that I was holding on to which is just like so hard and like I mean there was like silent days where you literally can't talk to anyone don't talk to look at anyone like you don't journal holy shit yeah and you're like look at anyone to talk to anyone you don't you can't journal, you don't read, you can't look at your what phone. Do you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. No, you just like eat and like meditate really. It's like pretty ch- like I was gonna say chill, but it's not chill, it's real hard. Whoa. But like 
I feel like you just like real dive Sit into in your yourself. Own thoughts. Yeah, and like you're like whoa, and like a lot comes up, but like it's beautiful. Yeah, and then you release them. There's like we did a uh, a puja ceremony, and like is this one with the limiting beliefs? Yeah, yeah. Let's dive into that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I t- told Lucy. Yeah, we. T- I love it. We love self limiting beliefs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So we like do the silent day and you like at the start of the um at the start of the day you do like a practice and then you do like a yo like you write on a piece of paper after this like yoga practice, intense like maybe two hour yoga practice and you're like really deep into it and you write like a self limiting belief on a piece of paper and I wrote mine down and I put it folded up thinking no one was gonna see it. I was like, Yep, easy. Put it in the bucket and then like that evening, like, as the sun was setting, we went to, like, this huge, like, ancient, um, like, temple in Bali in the middle of Ubud in the middle of the forest. And walking down is amazing. And there was, like, I just remember walking down, there were, like, it was just magical. Like, because you were so silent, you could see everything. There were um, little, like, like, flies that had, like, lights on them. What are they called? Fairy lights? Not fairy lights, they're real flies. flies. They have like lights on them, oh, like all in the yeah, middle. Yeah, I know the ones, but I don't fire know the names. Oh, yeah, fireflies. I know yeah. the ones you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It was like magic, and I was like, whoa. I was like, where am I? Like, this is crazy. And no one was talking. It was just silent. So you're just like, so, and you're just like, whoa, what the heck? And then you get to this, like, you walk down for like maybe like 20 minutes and like down into the very bottom of the valley, and you get to this temple. And you can just feel all the, like the spirits around you and like the energy. It's epic. And then there's like a fire in the middle. You all sit, ar- all sitting around it. Um, and hold up, we're just getting a a tsunami warning. Hold so, up. Sorry, we just got a little um a tsunami warning. On buzz our in our phone saying civil defense tsunami warning, and we're currently sitting at Omaha Beach. Do you know what's funny is we just went for a swim. We just went for an ocean swim. And like we knew there was like tsunami warning. <laughs> Everyone was warning. like evacuating the beach and we're just like, all good. Shit, is that like serious? I'm guessing that's serious. Should we um, pause this and go back to this? <laughs> hey, like, please make sure in case tsunami sirens go off. You're okay to get in the car and go up the hill, so I'm going to be okay. I'm sure everyone's watching me stay safe and be kind. We literally just went for an ocean swim. We are so dumb. We're dumb. Like, <laughs> those new, next like, news article, two girls. Two girls just recording a podcast. That's so funny. Shit. Well, let's carry on with this, and then if we hear um, <laughs> some sirens, we'll we hop in the car. We go up. Okay. So, what well, we were talking about your ceremony, your third... Yeah, fireflies. So, so yeah, we're walking down the valley. You get to this fire, and it's in the middle, and we all sit around it. And then Anton and like my teachers and my guru, um, were around, and they explained what was going to happen. And what was going to happen is someone like in the group stands up. They pick out like a self-limiting belief from the bucket. They read it out to the whole group. And if it's yours, you have to stand up and you have to put it in the fire. And I was like, no. Like, I was like, no, no. I like, don't want anyone to know with a self-limiting That's belief. That's like fear. Yeah, yeah, like, what the heck? I don't want to be this, like, so vulnerable. Like, I don't want people to know, like, these guys. Like, I just want to, like, be cool. I want to be, like, yoga teacher. Like, I want to, you know? I want to, like, be with these guys. And then 
I was like, oh shit. And I knew mine was coming. And then it was just like, I was just sitting around and like, I had my beautiful like new friends around me and like, we we're all like holding hands and like so much emotion was coming up. Like I'm getting goosebumps right now. Um, and like my like main like mentor on the training was right next to me that we, we had a really good connection. Um, and like, it felt like real that he was like there with me and then oh, I've got goosebumps too. Yeah. It was just, you know, that energy. Yeah, that, that I know that out. kind of energy you're talking about. Yeah. And then it was just crazy because he ended up reading out mine. And I was like, and I just started, like, when he read it out, like, like about five of my friends just started crying. Oh. And, like, he, like. Because you would have stood up in the group. Yeah, I yeah. stood up. And then, like, he just gave me the biggest hug ever. And, like, you know, and then I got that self-limiting belief and then I put it in the fire. And yeah it was just like you know like, like hearing someone else say it say, yeah just like crazy realizing that that's just a belief you created in your own head and yeah it's not actually true yeah when he said it, i was like whoa like i didn't even think i held on to that anymore but like yeah so well, what a beautiful experience yeah it was beautiful and then i was like walking up and i felt so free like after the whole ceremony like we chanted for a bit and then like couldn't finally let that one go yeah crazy. yeah wow magic yeah actual magic i needed i want to do that Mm. i do and i don't (laughs) yeah um so after you came back from bali how how did you start getting involved in boxing and boxing alley and Mm. how did that all start up after like going from such a gentle soft yoga teacher i think like the thing is is like yoga is like great it's hard to get into as a job though um as a teacher and then but um I also, like, felt like I had more energy to give. Like, I'm, like, quite a, like, high-intensity person. I'm, like, whoa, let's go, like, all the time. Um, And then, so I just started getting into training, like, boxing. And I felt, like, I fell into boxing because it's, like, a way of exercising. Like, I hadn't really exercised apart from yoga because I was, like, too scared to get into it post, like, anorexia because I was, like, afraid that I was going to fall into, like, that rhythm of like you know using it as like a way to like lose weight yeah. I didn't want to get into that so then um like drive me anymore but then I got into boxing and like I realized it was fun and like you know I was doing it with the community and like I loved that energy output but like just doing it for fun so like know? went in with like a different intention yeah. like it wasn't to punish your body it, it was, was actually to like nourish at this time yeah and just like to hang out with like cool people community yeah yeah and like create a such epic like environment and so yeah fell into boxing through that really and like group classes like how good because you can't push yourself like too hard so you found being in like a group environment was just like you couldn't yeah push yourself or like go over one class long like you just like did your class and you were done yeah exactly and it was more about just like sweating to have fun yeah just movement for the body and like that's why i fell into like movement for mental health yeah you know it's movement for you know positive change and like yeah yeah that's so cool yeah so back well, we've got a bit of a question here so what when you were in like the depth of your eating disorder or when it started to brew what what advice do you wish you heard when you were in the depths of your illness it's, it's quite a big question mm. but like also like mix that in with what advice could you give others who are currently struggling in terms mm. of their mental health and anyone going through a similar thing yeah um I feel like... Sorry, that's big. No, yeah. It's a good one, though. I feel like I a lot of people, yeah, need this. Um, I think that the main thing is 
seek help go to your doctor if um just like just literally go to your doctor especially if you're really starting because the quicker you get into it the easier it's going to be to get away your illness the second is um yeah tell your parents and like be open to help uh and then I would say it's just like give recovery a go like why not just like what have you got to lose yeah and then if you're in the depths of recovering right now one thing that helped me and still helps me is like really um looking at my food as a way to nourish my like mind and like the cells in my body I think like 80% of the food that you eat is actually nourishing the mind and like to be able to think and just like have the capacity to think and love everyone around you is like probably the best thing about yeah. like you know nourishing yeah. like nourishing the body and so when I get my food I look at it and I'm like wow like this has come from the earth and like I look at all the processes and how lucky I am to have this and like how it is going to bring me to other people and like how it's going to help me you know like help other people as well um yeah just like really like being having gratitude for all your food that you eat instead of like that's, you know, that's amazing yeah and instead of looking at like oh sh- you know just need well, to- i have to eat this or yeah like, like you don't like yeah like be grateful and thankful it's gonna nourish you and serve you yeah that, that's a really good piece of advice that yeah just like mending your relationship with food i guess good way to yeah yeah um and then i mean having distraction things for when after you've eaten like not necessarily bad ones like for me when I was recovering I did a puzzle (laughs) which seems like so weird but I had like a thousand piece puzzle and I just like do it every time after I eat I just need to like get my head out of like my mind you know like get out of my mind rather than thinking about the food that I just ate just like go do something else you know go paint go take photos yeah just having stuff to do after you've eaten that's really cool idea yeah that's when like anorexia beats you up isn't it but like yeah don't go for a run or don't try and compensate you know like just do something that will take your mind off it for a moment i really like that Mm. that's a really cool one Mm. that's really good advice and another i know you have a very very exciting project that you have just launched and is about to be epic Mm. and amazing for so many people so Mm. can you tell us a little bit about this what it's about and what you're hoping to achieve with it yeah okay so merge is yeah yes merge (laughs) merge it's called merge by claudia may and it's a program that i've um designed for young teenage girls which i'm actually thinking random just thinking that i'm going to take it just for like all women and like make it a bit more in depth and like broad because i mean i do want to go into schools with this program it's mainly designed for uh school girls um, but it's like there's four session, sessions and you like learn about um, four different concepts. It's like the power of the breath, the power of connection, the pa- um, like the power of like uh, uh, looking at the mind as separate from yourself and how your thoughts can play a part. And then like also realizing that life isn't just always happy, like great realizing that life is up and downs and like just stuff that I wish I knew when I was that age and how it would have helped me and like how it's like still would help me now and like you know I live my life by all these things and how it could have changed my um upbringing so yeah I'm trying to yeah take that into skills now so it's so epic yeah so so needed such a space for it yeah I mean there's like what's the percentage it's like 48 percent of teenagers have a mental health issue and I'm like, oh my God, from 16 to 18, like that's just, 
it's crazy. so sad. So many people. You know, and that's only the ones that we know about. And, like, it's just, like, an ongoing issue. And, I mean, like, as a young person, I feel like there was, like, a glamorization around almost, like, like anorexia and depression and, like, being sad. And, like, it was, like, like a trend. And, like, even, like, some of the girls I work with now, it's, like, trendy. And I'm, like, no. do you guys know, like... Do you know, like, how yeah. serious and... Yeah, how shit that is. Shit like, it why is. don't we just, like, change, like, my, like, goal and, like, my in life <laughs> at the moment is to shift that trend to like being like looking at life like it's beautiful like trying to like look at every single moment as well Love amazing that. you know like and like being around people that bring that, that out build you up and yeah yeah love that that's such a big one at eh? your environment and who you surround yourself with mm. is massive i reckon yeah. like so big but anyway so is this like going to be purely like merge? Is that purely based in schools or are you going to do it like outside of schools at all? Or like, do you know what I mean? Mm. So is it purely schools or you mentioning you might possibly look at not being just yeah. school based? I, I want to like, yeah, I'll take it into schools. And then I think I work with like a few girls at the moment, just like individually. So yeah, that's like, like personal training wise, um, but like for the mind, personal training for the mind. <laughs> Is that a thing? That's um, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Needs um, to be a thing. Yeah. And then like, even like doing like four week programs with like people our age, like girls our age would be epic, I think. It's just I like, it'd be so cool. Yeah. Something that I've kind of leaned into and cause like, especially talking to you and like talking to some other of my friends like realizing that like these are things that we can know like now and like just remember again you know like even if some people don't even know these things like don't even know how to breathe hey yeah <laughs> <me>. <laughs> anyways yeah <laughs> yeah, so, that, yeah that's cool yeah. do do you think you'd ever look at working with young men or just keep it purely like young mm-hmm. girls and women yeah i like i pers- i think young men like there's such a big Uh, space for that and like when needs help I mean I just like went to like a family friend who like killed himself oh you were saying this yeah last week yeah Yeah. which was like horrible he's like 19 you know so young right yes it's real you know there's a problem there for young men probably even worse than women but for me like I personally don't feel like it's a place for me to speak because it's not as true to the heart and like not as close to home but I've got a few of my friends um, lined up to work with men so we can do a little duo and like yeah, that's really that'll cool. be cool yeah like a few cool people out there so the guys that are really into their mental health which is real cool yeah I love yeah. that so. so if people are wanting to find you how can they find you and like follow your journey with your program and everything like how can they find you oh yeah that's true okay um, like, do you have a website i do have a website <laughs> it's called merge by com. yeah merge by com. <laughs> thinking about that one is that right that is yeah, right that's saying. right i'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure that's right yeah and um yeah instagram obviously it's cordia stewart on instagram what two ways cordia stewart yeah <laughs> but you'll find me on foodie Lou. oh yeah yeah love oh, shout out <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um are there any last things you want to touch on or do you can cover it at all um no i just think that well there's still so much more to cover yeah, but like I mean, those that are was... four different days you know yeah. like we <laughs> i feel like this was like big dive into like in the sort of journey and like um a big dive into like recovery and which was like cool 
So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, if you ever need anything, just reach out and especially with eating disorder. Um, and, yeah, no, I think... That's the thing, eh? Like, if anyone is struggling out there at the moment or, like, can relate to this so much, like, and you need someone to talk to, like, both mm. me and Claudia are here, like, mm. honestly, just flick us a message. It's, like, so easy. Just slide into our DMs. Yeah. <laughs> no, we seriously, though, like we're here or like reach out to your family like there is help out there you don't have to do it alone yeah knowing like recovery is possible I mean like I think that was the hardest thing for me is like not realizing that recovery is possible yeah you're living proof (laughs) living proof it's possible yeah it's It's beauty on the other side oh it's not easy but yeah yeah well we just want to thank you for tuning in to today's podcast and yeah keep following this journey i'm sure i'll have claudia on for a few more potties because yeah. we've got so many ideas like oh my god this, every this. time we walk we're like oh my god we've got to seek about this you know? literally yeah we you know she'll definitely be on for some more just to have some good yarn because we have such like real and open chats and i love it yeah every got, time we learn more about ourselves yeah we had a life-changing hour last night oh most <laughs> i'm on to probably going to do a podcast on this had a life-changing hour last night it was out the gate but yeah, no, anyway, it's getting sidetracked now. But yeah, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.